We're on. All right. There's a little doggo in the background. Sorry, little doggo. All right, dude. So we're going to start off with something that I've been um, studying this week. And I thought it was very sad. We were talking about it at work where uh, when I was little, we kind of went over that and I was crying. <laughs> well, I wasn't even that little. I was like 15. I was in ninth grade. <laughs> cry baby. I was a cry baby. It was embarrassing, dude, because like I was literally crying in the middle of the class because of this. So the video, and I've told you this already, but it was just a bunch of kids in, oh, where was, I think it was in Africa. It might have been in somewhere in Europe. I can't remember. But. These kids, like literally newborns to about four or five years old, they would just leave them in this orphanage and caretaking was very minimal. I think there was like like 200 kids, 250 kids, for, and there was like three or four people that were working. So, yeah, they would have three or four kids in, a, in one bed, sharing one bed, and like they were filthy and it was just really sad. And so that made me cry. <laughs> Dude. But like I told you, it was kind of funny and it was kind of nice because all the girls are like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> Literally had like four girls surrounding me. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Get away from me. Are boys making fun of you? No. I, surprisingly, nobody ever made fun of me. You're 15 or you're a freshman? Yeah. And because like at first I was like, dang, I'm gonna, like the whole school's going to know or something. But nobody said anything. I don't even know if it left the room. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they talked about it behind my back. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, there's that kid that's crying all the time. But, okay, so what I've been studying this this week in class is the child labor force in the United States, um, specifically around the 1900s. And so what we were learning about is that kids have worked throughout all history and especially, like, hunter-gatherer kind of things. Like, obviously, they yeah. were taken with their with their dads to learn how to hunt, but that was kind of like a – you're going to be a man soon, so you got to come with us. But before it was like, you're just going to stay with your mom and gather whatever it is that you, that you need to gather. Well, what about the girls, young yeah. girls? Uh, they would help gather too. Yeah, to gather, but would they? No, they wouldn't go hunting yeah. because men aren't stupid enough to, to to let their wives go out and potentially die. Because as far as whatever people may think, women and men share different physical attributes. Like if you yep. take an average man and average woman and tell them go hunt this deer with very little equipment, there's a bigger probability that the guy's going to be able to succeed. Yeah. It's just, especially with like a group of guys, a group of guys are crazy, dude, but we're just physically stronger, physically have more endurance to, to do that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are women that are able to do it, but on the average, like, I'm, I don't want to be mean, but, like, my wife wouldn't be able to do some of the stuff that I do. <laughs> like, physically speaking. Like, I could to ask her to help me move a couch or something, but I'm not going to have her kill some deer. Like, hey, hun, hand me that knife so we can slaughter this deer. Like, she's going to get crushed. Not cook literally. dinner, but not kill it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, that's a lot of what happens in history. And as time goes on... um, kids start doing more adult-oriented work. It's really sad because um, in the 1900s, when all this stuff started booming in the United States, so like with the uh, Industrial Revolution, mm -hmm. 
starting getting all these factories and all these like really awesome innovations. But machines were taking over people's work. So now there wasn't as much work to be done. Happens every day still. Yeah. But this was insane. And so they found that these machines and these certain certain jobs were done better were done better in quotations marks by um kids like cleaning bottles and like doing all these little mundane things and so some of the some of the jobs that they had these kids do were was um work in the coal mines and so they would the men would get the coal but there was two specific jobs for the kids i, I don't remember the second one but the first one was them just opening and closing a door for the mine carts so when the mine cart came they had to open the door, and then when it left, they closed it. It was a small space, though, probably, right? Yeah, and so that was the whole job. But it was for 10 hours a day, and they were there by themselves in the pitch black, and they had a little oil lamp, and that was it. Dude. And so it's like, man, that sucks. Like, at first, I'm like, yeah, that'd be an easy job, just to open the door once, like, every 40 minutes. But you're there by yourself in the in the in pitch black, and you're, like, seven or eight. <laughs> It's got to be pretty dangerous. I mean, does oh, the cart yeah, know dude. to stop before, like... No. How does it... No. I think it's just like an automatic... I mean, maybe there are people pushing the carts. I don't know. But, yeah, it's super dangerous. And that that specific job wasn't, super, like, too dangerous for the kids because all they had to do was open and close it. And I'm sure they had lights on the, on the cart so they could see them. Yeah, hopefully. But there was another one where they had the coal already kind of sifted through, but it would go on this conveyor belt. And so the kids would like, um, they would sit on these benches on top of the conveyor belt and they would have to take out all the impurities like dirt or whatever it was that was left in the coal. So they're above it just picking out. Yeah. And so they would like sit down and like kind of, kind of do a weird tilt. So, and they would have to move around cause their butts would hurt after a while. And that was another 10, 12 hour job to 12, 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, and so they just have to pick through. And the, like the coal is is very rough, and so it scratches your fingers because it just goes by, it scratches your fingers, and so these kids don't even have fingernails anymore at the end of the day. Yeah. And guess how much they make? Hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish. No, they made um, eight cents an hour. And what year would you say this was? Nineteen ninety. So I looked it up. Nineteen ninety. 19 sorry 1900s okay <laughs> 1990s no <laughs> the 1900 the early 1900s like going into the 1900s um eight cents an hour that's yeah so i looked it up because i was curious and in today's time it would be roughly around two dollars an hour oh really yeah i mean for a kid though it makes sense at the time <laughs> at two dollars an hour <laughs> even today would for you, a little kid? Would you pay no, a, no, not today. What, what? Yeah, that's what it was. Would you pay a little kid two dollars an hour to for twelve hours a day to open my door when I yeah. come and go? <laughs> Twenty four dollars a day. No, I would not do that. That would just be mean. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah. So those were some of the more dangerous jobs. Obviously, they worked in cotton mills, and they there was a lot of newspaper boys. So they would they would sell newspapers. And then some of them, they actually were very, there was like a brotherhood in that because the older kids would take care of the younger kids. Um, but then once they did like a commission thing where they said, you only make money if you sell your newspapers. That's when it started getting a little bit more 
intense. Competitive? Yeah. Oh, my headphones are going out. Yeah, it was more competitive and it's just more a little bit more dangerous. But they started doing this thing where they would lie about headlines. <laughs> and so on days that, w- that something big would happen, it would be easy to sell papers. Oh. Because it's it's easy to just say, hey, there's this giant headline, whatever, this movie came out or this new invention. Everybody read the paper. So that, but it's not in the paper. They're just. It is in the paper. Like if it was a big event and it was in the paper, obviously everybody wants to know. That's the only way you knew how to get information back then. There was no Facebook. There was no news. Yeah. So are like the printers making up these headlines or like? No, they're they're fine. But it's it's the kids that are starting to make things up. So they'll say things like this president died or something. Something crazy. Like, read it like in the that. paper. Yeah. yeah read but then it it's not It's not a real thing, yeah. right? Yeah. They're yeah, just lying. Okay. So it went up to, the, I think, to some of the states where they said, hey, you guys can't do that. We're going to start prosecuting kids that are doing that. And it never went through because they can't really prove it and they couldn't really pin it down to any one person. Whoa. And another thing they would do is they would say, hey, like, this is my last paper and i can't get paid unless i sell them i sell them all and this is my last one so the people walking by would take pity and they said okay like i'll buy your last one and so they pay him thank you so much they leave once they turn the corner they go to a hidden pile and they grab the next one (laughs) this is what we were talking about scamming this is what you're saying exactly so that's that's like that's some of the early forms of scamming and that's what we wanted to talk about too but that was just something that they had to do to get by but wow. imagine, like, I imagine myself as a five, six-year-old kid going through this, and I can't. It's so difficult to even fathom that this happened. Yeah. That's one of the dark sides of, of American history that we don't really learn about. It's a lot of dark sides. Dude. Oh, yeah. That's, that was like, one of them. But because, like, this kind of stuff I never learned in high school mm-hmm. or in school. Yeah. They never mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really learn much about the Industrial Revolution except for all the machines and the all the good things that came out of it. I didn't really yeah. learn in school about how awful and hard it was. I mean, I think they might have mentioned this once in history class, but they never went into detail about it. And I, I knew about it. I, I had learned a little bit about it, but going on through this week's lesson in in college this was a little different and i thought man this is way more intense than i thought it was it's crazy yeah it goes into more detail but aside from that man it did it say was there a lot of stories of kids dying oh yeah record of it uh no but there was a lot of kids that died a lot of kids that lost fingers and appendages mm. and limbs but then the like the people that took charge of it that were the i guess the bosses i don't know if anybody tried to investigate they'd say something like no nothing really happens here people like get scratched or nicked but nothing really happens and the people that did get hurt or had stories of someone that did get hurt were they like told probably to keep quiet or you lose your job yeah nobody nobody ever said anything everybody was too scared because the kids went out to work and all the money they made they gave them to their their parents, their dad specifically. Yeah. So you had six, seven, eight kids. All that money goes to the dad. Because they trust the dad. Like they, well, well, sometimes it doesn't it's work not, out. Yeah, it's work. not 
about trusting. It's about fear. Because <laughs> it's just all... That's how yeah. it was What else are they going to do? Yeah. yeah. You're not going to talk back. Yeah. You're going to get slapped. Get buried. Pretty messed up. It's a little five-year-old kid. That's crazy. It's sad. <laughs> Maybe some of these kids wrote an autobiography. I'm sure. There was a lady that, that was doing interviews with people like that, with that, with that generation, and she said, I think this was in the 90s, but she said she found at the time where it was like around a hundred people that were in that time era that she was interviewing. And she said today there's probably anywhere from 12 to 20 people left. Oh yeah. So most of them are dead. Yeah. If not all, yeah, all of them probably are dead. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Or be 120 something years old. Yeah. Even, Anyone who fought in World War II, how many think is left? Not that many. Yeah. The 40s? It's like, well, maybe. Well, like, they would have to be at least, what, 16? Something to, like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people would fudge their paper on time to get oh, into the yeah. military. Which is crazy, man, because I look back and I'm, I am I don't want to serve in the military. That's not, that's not something that interests me whatsoever. It was probably just so much different than... Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I think maybe reporting has a lot to do with that, you know, because there's not a ton of, like, reporting from wars, you know, before, like, before the 90s. Yeah. It's just word of mouth. Yeah. And people just thought it was their duty. But there's so many, like, how many war movies are there that are just, like, terrifying? And young kids probably like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) <laughs> it's different then. They were like, yeah. well, I, I mean, there's still people today that just that's that's what they live for. They just say, yeah. I, I want to serve my country. I want to. I would die for my country. I'm like that's great. That's awesome. We need people like that. But that's not me. <laughs> 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 I'd rather do stuff like this and entertain people. <laughs> I'd rather entertain than die. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 a rough life. Yeah. It was pretty rough. Do you have anybody in, in your family that served? No one that... I mean, like, my great-grandparents didn't know well. My brother's in the National Guard. Does that count, though? <laughs> I guess not. I don't know. You know I don't know. <laughs> piss so many people off. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> I had, yeah, my brother-in-law served in the Army, and he got deployed. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, he got deployed for a few months in Egypt and then to Afghanistan for a year. Dang. I don't know if that has something to do with me not wanting to go because I saw how it affects everybody around them. Yeah. How it affects him. Because he's a pretty pretty chill guy. He can be a bit of a pain in the butt sometimes, but he's pretty cool. But I lived, or well, my sister lived with us right after they had their first baby. And so he grew up his first year, he had his first year birthday, and he had to watch from a laptop. And the laptops back then sucked. Yeah. In 2006, 2007. So that's how he had to experience his first son's first birthday. See, that would be just brutal. Yeah. So I don't know. That probably does have a lot to do with me not wanting to serve because yeah, I saw it when I was young and I said, I don't really want to experience that with my family. Yeah, just be 
No good. Did you did you notice any difference in him after a year in Afghanistan? Uh, he was a lot more serious. Yeah, it was very negative, affirmative, negative. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of that. After after a few months, it kind of went away. Yeah. But at first, it's like, geez, dude, relax, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I remember my my brother did it, and or yeah, went to boot camp, and that was in uh, Fort Benning in Georgia. So he was gone for four months and then comes home and like just, I thought it was so crazy because he was like a pretty wild, wild kid before he went in mm-hmm. and back and he just got wild again, but it was like, just, I don't even know how to explain it. He's just, it's scary. Mm-hmm. They're you know? intense. Yeah. It's frightening. Well, they take all that out of you because yeah. any, anything, you don't talk back. Nothing belongs to you. Everything's property of of whatever branch you're in. They break you down to zero percent and then build you back up. Physically and mentally. And I think that's the hard part is the mental part. Because you can train your body to to do crazy stuff physically, but it's the emotional part that breaks everybody. Well, not everybody, but most people. Yeah, 99% of everybody. Yeah, I think I'd probably be pretty broken like i i consider myself pretty strong-minded but with things like that when they're insulting you and they're doing all these things to get something out of you it's like man shut up and then you're screwed and you screw your whole platoon out yeah make it worse for everybody yeah exactly i mean they yes they say the only way to not graduate is to try and kill yourself which happens yeah like a lot yeah it's messed up do you ever watch jarhead I seen Jarhead, yeah. With uh, what's his face? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a rough one, dude. That was gnarly. When his <laughs> wife sends the tape. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> the beginning of the movie, I think. Yeah, that's just that's awful. <laughs> Good movie though. Yeah, it's pretty messed <laughs> up. It's a, it's a rough one, but yeah. it kind of shows you how what things are like. Yeah, for sure. Because at the same time, when my brother went in, we had some good friends. Where they went. To, they joined the Marines, mm-hmm. and so like, have you ever seen Full Metal Jacket? I haven't. Oh, it's a good one. You don't have to watch that. But uh, yeah, good friend, and they came back, you know, and we're like, you know, what was it like? And it was literally like, remember this movie or that movie? And he's like, it's like that, but it's like a hundred times worse. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard stories where people, veterans, are, have a hard time watching those. Oh yeah, because it's just brings back all these memories yeah dude i'm sure i worked on the i worked at the va for a while yeah yeah on the psych ward and yeah dude there was all just messed up it's really sad i mean people just get ruined from it and they there was a guy that would like what was it called and they just shock your brain uh electro something I don't yeah, remember. There's a, there's a term for it. I don't know, but I never saw that happen. But like, you'd see this guy all the time. And then after he started doing it, he comes back and he would like, it seemed different. Like he would talk and stuff. Whoa. This is also kind of creepy. Like electroshock therapy kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Like there's they put some, those, those things around your brain it, and yeah, your yeah. head and they shock you? Yep. Jeez. Yeah. I wonder what that, how that works. I don't know, because I totally thought that it was like a torture thing. <laughs> well, I thought that that was like a thing they used to do, like lobotomy. Like it's kind of like 
I don't know. I'm not disproven, but like just, <laughs> you know, I don't know how good it's doing anybody yeah. to, you know, stick a needle in their eye or shock their brain. Like, I don't know. Maybe it helps some people. I guess I don't know the history I mean, of those things. I would but assume that it would, they're trying to stimulate some part of the brain yeah, to wake it up or something, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. You have to ask a neurologist. See, those kind of things, it's like, yeah, maybe beneficial, but how much harm is it doing too? Yeah. Kind of like uh, chemotherapy. Yeah. Where it's trying to kill the cancer, but it's also killing everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to kill everything to get to the cancer. Yeah, what the... And then some, most of the time it doesn't even work, which is the... Most of the time? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's messed up. It's pretty sad. Yeah. What are you going to do, though? Yeah. I don't know. Would you do chemo? No. No. I don't think I would either. I mean, maybe maybe it was a last resort, or if my wife was like, you got to do it, then I'd probably Is do it. People but... going through chemo are in just this, like worse pain. Yeah. Like, it's got to be so horrible. So, so this is what I've kind of, not researched, but <laughs> I don't want to say research because I actually <laughs> haven't researched it. <laughs> don't use that term. No. <laughs> but kind of what I've gone through from just experiences because my mom had cancer and that's mm-hmm. how she went but it's a lot of the food that we eat that feed the cancer so a lot of sugar and a lot of and this is going to be super controversial and people are going to go oh my gosh you're so wrong but a lot of uh artificial sweeteners artificial sugars things found in like diet sodas yep uh i don't want to name brands but sodas <laughs> with zero calories in them <laughs> Exactly. So does with zero in the name. There's zero calories, zero sugars or whatever. There's a lot of things, a lot of chemical components in those beverages and a lot of foods that we consume today that feed cancer. Wow. So a lot of people who I've seen online and that have survived cancer have gone through it. They eat a very clean diet. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, um, unprocessed food or not a lot of not unprocessed foods so everything's clean everything comes from the earth yeah so it's it's kind of interesting to see that yeah that's so wild yeah because that would like if they ate keto yeah i mean they'd probably be fine yeah so i've seen things about people just like have like a gallons of carrot juice a yeah. week you know no <laughs> Too much of good food is also bad for you. Why? It's just, there's (laughs) just too many nutrients in it and your body doesn't use them. So there, I I recently heard this story yesterday where this lady heard something about bok choy. You know what bok choy is? Yeah, yeah. So she heard a story or an article that said it, it helped prevent like some disease she was going through. I don't remember what it was. So she's like, oh, okay, they... It can help prevent it. So she was eating tons of bok choy, like two pounds a day or something. And she ended up growing a goiter in her throat. What's a goiter? Like a giant ball of whatever, like pus or whatever it is. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was bok choy growing in her throat. <laughs> <laughs> just eats, just recycles it. No, so it's just, yeah, just too much good food is also bad for you. Like the human body can only process so much. Yeah, that's wild. Like, like water is essential for life, but if you drink too much, you can die from it. Yeah, you can drown. 
I'm serious. Can you drown from drinking water? Yeah. Or you get like... Is this going to end up in your lungs at some get, point? You get some poisoning of some sort. I mean, you got to drink a lot of water. It's probably like four <laughs> or five gallons. In a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So you drink or, a lot of water probably, before. Probably, probably less. Because I know people drink like three gallons throughout the day. Yeah. That's a lot of water. But, it is. I've but, done that. But that's people who... <laughs> and man, that's... I'm serious. It's just water poops for the next like four days. Oops. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that is that's true. Yeah. I took a nutrition class, and that's what it said. If you don't drink enough water, your poop suffers, and if you yep. drink too much water, your poop suffers. Yeah. So, yep. Just like you said. Yeah. Too much of, and it's essential for life, man. Yeah. You need water, but too much, it's bad for you. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that goes with any food. Yeah. Especially the bad food, <laughs> which sucks, man, because the bad food is what tastes so good. There's certain sodas. And certain sodas. What's your favorite soda? Like ginger ale. Ginger ale? Yeah. Is that soda? Yeah, it's soda. Yeah. I don't know if it's a specific, is it a specific brand? A can of dry is a brand. Oh, that's right. But ginger ale is the actual soda, like a lemon yeah, lime soda kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't name any names though, dude. Why? Oh, I said can I said Canada Dry. That's all right. They listen, they're That's gonna your hit favorite, us up. Though. They're not gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Who are we kidding? You never know. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, ginger ale's pretty good. What's yours? Uh vanilla coke. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so I stopped drinking them, A because I was drinking way too much. And when I do drink them, there's I don't I don't drink any caffeine. Not that I'm like away from it or against it or whatever. I just don't drink it. We drink yeah. Sprite or we drink whatever. Yeah. But so when I do drink it, there's so much caffeine in it for me, and my eye starts twitching. Like the bottom, the in bottom like any, eyelid. In like any soda? No, just well, no, because I I just drink so much vanilla Coke when I do get it. That it, my eye just starts twitching after a while. After From the like caffeine, a, in yeah. It? After about a day or two of me drinking it, it just it just won't stop. And so, like, if I stop drinking it the next day, it'll it'll stop. It's weird. I noticed that the last two times I I bought because we buy like the big, not big, but twelve cans yeah. of soda at at the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> at the grocery store, I'm not gonna name any names. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so we buy the sodas. So my wife will pick one. I'll pick one. And then I'll just drink them whenever I want. I'm here at the computer doing homework. Not that bad. I'm sure if I drank three or four of those, I'd probably be like that. <laughs> yeah. But because the caf- the amount of caffeine in, say, energy drinks, they don't do that to me. But I'm not just chugging, chugging energy drinks. Do you ever drink energy drinks? Yeah, we drank one the other day. Yeah, I know. We had a monster, but yeah. th- we shared it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I drink some every once in a while. I was messed up after drinking that, too. Like, I got <laughs> home and, like, was feeling all gross You're and all like weird. This. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, to lay down. And that's why I have, like, I don't know if it's caffeine in that or... It's probably other stuff in it. And maybe, because realize in the past, like, two years, I realized that I don't do good with caffeine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're built for it, dude. <laughs> I'm not built. It just for goes it. through you like that, dude. Yeah, system. it makes me like 
because I was drinking coffee. I used to drink coffee all the time. And, and now it's crazy. just like, it's still fine. But now after I didn't drink it for a long time and then now drinking it again, it's like, it just makes me, I don't know. It angry. makes me feel gross. No, I don't get angry. <laughs> it just makes me feel like I just need to throw in a hole. What, why were down. you angry the other day at work? <laughs> you remember what the hell what was i i feel like you were <laughs> oh was it on friday probably oh dude i know there was a day that it just wouldn't the orders would not stop and we're all like <laughs> just stop people <laughs> stop coming through the drive through i don't know but it wasn't because of caffeine oh okay that's, that's not why i was mad it wasn't the monster <laughs> No, I've been taking vitamins now, so I don't have to drink That's monster. True. They're pretty good, huh? Yeah. Do you get yeah. the gummies? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. I yeah. like gummies. I I have to move that away from here because I legitimately eat like three or four in one one day. Can't do that. It's not good for you. I know it's too many vitamins. <laughs> we get all radiation. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta stop. We well, got fiber ones. We I got, don't know. I need just men's multivitamin. We got well. We got fiber. Oh yeah, gummies, because somebody in our household struggles going to the bathroom. I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> <laughs> but someone struggles going to the bathroom, so I got those fiber uh, gummies, and I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was dinner last night, but man, I I had to go like three or four times, <laughs> so I didn't take one today. <laughs> I'm the same way though, dude. I have tr- trouble pooping. Do you? I mean, I have been for a little while. I've been taking the magnesiums. Uh huh. Yeah. Does that do anything? I mean, yeah, like it makes me poop once that day at least, you know. And I got like some serious laxatives that I've taken oh, a couple oh, times. That's right, you were telling me that, dude. Horrible. <laughs> like I took them at night, and I woke up the next morning, and like I was no. home alone, and like woke up and just like had to like duck waddle to the thing uh-huh. like with my like squatting and i just had to poop on the floor in the bathroom like i couldn't even get up to stand <gasps> oh, on the toilet no. or sit on the toilet that bad it was, was it hurting really oh it was so painful oh, okay. i was like about to call an ambulance dude i was Whoa. freaking out that was right before work too <laughs> <laughs> then i had to ride my bike to work <laughs> and then you had to go while you were on your bike Bro, that sucks. There's a story because I was in the wrestling team, and our coach said that this kid took laxatives to poop because he had to lose weight. And so he was wrestling with him, and he goes to to suplex him. So he squeezes his stomach no. and just all over him. No. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's insane. <laughs> that's awful. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> that kid was probably so embarrassed. Oh yeah, everybody <laughs> made fun of him for the rest of the year. Poor kid. <laughs> Probably never wrestled again. It's not. <laughs> uh, coaches probably told him to lose that weight, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah. Coach, well, maybe. It depends. Coaches who are very serious. So, so teams that are very good that go to state, um, their coaches will probably ask them. If the coach isn't super experienced or kind of just wants to teach the, the kids, they won't care. Yeah. They'll just tell them to wrestle whatever weight class they feel like it. When you get in high school, that's when the coaches get all crazy and serious. Yeah. yeah. Our coaches are pretty cool. I didn't get a yeah. really good coach until my senior year, which sucked, and I got injured, so I sucked. <laughs> you wrestled all the way to your senior year? 
Uh, I got hurt my senior year on the second match, and then I didn't wrestle until the end of the season. What did you hurt? My elbow. Dislocated my elbow. Ooh. Got an x-ray. You want to see it? Actually, I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's probably my yeah. my car uh, center console. <laughs> <laughs> did you just pop it back in or did you go to the hospital? Or what? I had to go to the hospital, yeah. Did they put it back in? Mm-hmm. They went, I went under. Oh, really? Yeah. Because so right. the so the joints like this, so when you move your elbow like this, sorry for people who are just listening. <laughs> so it moves like this. Ball and socket. Camera. Yeah. So it it popped out like that. Dude. So what they did is they pulled it back and then pushed it into place. But you were under. You were sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's good. That was crazy because I've never been under like that. So they just said, okay, we're putting this in whatever. So I just saw see the this milky white thing going into my IV. I'm like, okay, cool. And then you just... Oh, well, they're just like, okay, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm okay, because they, they kept asking me, like, what's your pain level, like, from 1 to 10? So I was like, it's an 8. Oh, it's like a 6 now. Okay, it's a 4. That's good. And they said, how are you feeling? Okay, I'm I'm doing okay. And the next thing I remember is they're wrapping my arm Yep. after that. That's, that's literally what I remember. It's weird, huh? How are you doing? I'm feeling okay. Boom. Like what is so happening? weird? Yeah, it is very strange. Yeah, you can't fight it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I remember, like, like this this time last year, right about this time, I think it was at the end of October when I, well, I broke my collarbone into uh-huh. pieces around it. right now, and then I didn't have the surgery until about a month from now. Woo! So like, I saw one doctor, and she was like, "I've showed you the X-rays," mm-hmm. and it's just, and one doctor was like, "Oh, you'll be fine." Like, just. Yeah, she thought I was really skinny, and she was like, "I'm more concerned about your, your, uh, your health or your weight." And like, have this X-ray of my you collarbone. That's you should like, have said, "Me, I'm concerned about your weight too." <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> was she big? <laughs> no, she wasn't. Oh, okay, <laughs> she was that, average size. That would have been messed up. Huh? I would have messed her <laughs> up for the rest of the day. <laughs> I should have. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, so yeah, later I had the surgery and it was so recently, like, so I remember it well. Yeah. I had one other surgery like years ago. Probably just don't remember the whole thing almost. Mm-hmm. But recently you remember like, because I sat up in a chair when they did the operation and they just, yeah, you see it go into the tube, mm-hmm. into your arm and then like four seconds of just like, whoa. And then just instantly. and then waking up. How long was the surgery? I don't know. You don't remember? Or they didn't, they didn't tell I don't you? know if they. I think it was probably like two and a half hours. But like the doctor, when I went and saw him, the doctor again, he was like, "Dude, it was a mess in there." Yeah, he said it was nasty in there. He Damn. said it's a mess. So it was just like that for a month. Yeah. Just shattered. Just struggling. And I'm like, I don't think it's getting any better. <laughs> I'm going to go see another doctor. Ugh. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because that doctor was like, who told you this was going to heal on its own? What an idiot. You I should did. go sue them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wish I knew her name. I'd throw it out. The lady that's yeah. that she's tr- you're struggling with your weight? Yeah. <laughs> that same lady? Yeah. <laughs> throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> go back there and ask for it. <laughs> No, just kidding. Yeah, that's that's rough, dude. So yeah. you're just in pain for a month? 
Dude, it was pretty brutal. Oof, yeah, I wouldn't be able to take that. Yeah, it sucked. And I like went to Lake Havasu and like went on a boat and stuff. And by then it was okay. Like we were on a big pontoon boat, so it wasn't like bumping or nothing. But still hurt. Yeah, yeah but could only lay on my could only sleep on my back. I couldn't even lean on on oh, one of side. Of course like, not. It's and shattered. I had to like learn to do that, you know. You couldn't lean on the other side. No, I couldn't even like. Because it just kind of caved in. On yeah, itself? it was. Yeah, it just felt weird. Oof. The whole thing just felt like it was just wrong, broken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shattered to pieces. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Dang, that sucks. That's something that I grew up with is not going to the doctor. Yeah. Just like oh, we get lacerations all the time. Like we get skin cuts, you know. Or something dislocates or something, whatever. So it's like, yeah, just pop it back into place. Yeah, just kind of wash it out and put a band-aid on it. Like, that's how our mentality was growing up. So I think with that dislocation of the elbow was the first time I ever went to the hospital. In your whole life? Mm-hmm. Since wow. then, too. Wow, that's, that's kind of cool, but man. Yeah. Like, I, I broke, uh, I was running when I was little. On the driveway, and I slipped barefoot, and I just shattered my toenail. And it's just blood gushing everywhere. I don't, I don't remember how I did it. And even to this day, like it doesn't grow back normal. Like there's a, there's a, it just cuts into the, there's a crack in going under. You know how it kind of stops because of the toe. There's like that yeah. white part, and then it just stops. So it just goes, the crack goes into it. So it never grows like a normal toenail. Dang. So it man. just, it's just cracked for the rest of my life, I guess. But I don't even remember how we how we fixed that. We didn't go to the hospital at all. Did your toenail come all the way off? Or? I don't remember. I think partially it did. Because it cracked right not in the not right in the middle, but like three quarters of the way. Yeah. It just cracked right there. You just blood gushing everywhere. Yeah. But, You're gonna have to take a picture of that and put it in right here. Oh, I don't put a have picture a of your toenail. My toenail. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> No thanks. Broken toenails, broken fingernails too. It's gross. Yeah. Blood's coming out from underneath them. Yeah. Oh, that's that's painful. Yeah. Like when you get splinters under there, that's rough. Ugh. No thanks. Mm-mm. Torture. But yeah, like, like I've gotten these cuts on my arms and just cuts, you know, here and there. But I've never had stitches. Never. I'm, I'm definitely needed them, especially like on this one. Oh yeah. Definitely need stitches on that, but I just put a bandaid on it. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it keep bleeding for uh i washed it and so so my <laughs> it sounds so stupid so my theory is just put a bandaid on it as long as you don't see it it's not happening <laughs> <laughs> good theory so yeah i mean I, i'm sure it bled for about i mean it wasn't it was bleeding a lot but it probably was open for a good for a few hours <laughs> Put a band-aid on it. Yeah, just put band-aids on it. It doesn't, doesn't get infected. Because I'm not rubbing it on anything. I'm not, you know, I just clean it and I seal it with a band-aid. And then we're good to go for the rest of the lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you're okay. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about these uh, these scammers. Okay, yeah, I got one. We got we got sidetracked big time. Yeah, this is my one thing, my one subject, and we got started talking about scamming scammers uh, at work. I think now 
When you think scammers, normally it's people calling your, calling your phone, telling you, or getting a message on your phone that you paid this amount of money to PayPal, and then you end up on the phone with someone who sent that, and then they get your bank information and steal your money. That's pretty much what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like kind of reading the, the history of scamming, and I found like an old... Uh, just an old story. I couldn't find much on it, but it's this guy. His name was A.V. Lamartine, and so he would go. So the whole story here goes. He is he the scammer? He's the scammer. Okay. And so he he goes into this hotel in Salem, Oregon, and it, you know, he goes to check in. All he has is like a small medical bag, and the concierge and his colleagues make note that the guy seems like super depressed and they're like worried about the guy and like they're worried he's just gonna like start crying right here in the lobby and stuff but he keeps it together and he goes to his room and he rings a service bell i don't know how this would work in a hotel ring a bell and get service mm-hmm. in the in the 1859 this happened how would what do you think that a bell hits the lobby and someone comes to service your room uh probably like it's not like having a nurse button in the hospital no but i think they probably hear it and they say oh what the yeah they might have like doorman or elevator yeah uh, attendants yeah i was just thinking about that like how does how does someone get alerted to come help him anyways so he does that someone comes to knock on his door and he doesn't answer and so they let themselves in and they see him you know laying on the bed and says he points to an empty bottle of laudanum you know what that is Mm-mm. and looked it up it's it's just like a mixture of alcohol and opium Oof. and he points to the empty bottle of that and so everyone thinks that he's trying to kill himself and turns out he knows just enough he knows the perfect amount of that stuff to take to not die mm. but seem pretty bad and so the people in the hotel kind of surround him and kind of just as he comes out of it and gets better and they give him money they take pity on him big time and give him give him money they'll you know give him a ticket to the railroad and then he takes off and he continues doing that from town to town it says he did it from salem oregon to i think it was somewhere in ohio said dang but i thought that was pretty interesting whole early late 1800s scamming like yeah things change now it's interesting how yeah how (laughs) that was because before it was just um like they do car tricks where they do yeah that find find the rock under the cups kind of thing yeah little things like that or with the kids in the newspapers yeah and then it just gets more intricate as time goes on. There was one that I saw a few months ago that I thought there's no way that people are doing this. And yeah, people will, I would probably fall for it if I didn't know it. Um, and we're kind of doing this just to share with people these different types of scams to look yeah. out for them. For yeah. them. Um, I don't know if you've ever been scammed. Not personally, but uh, I don't think I have either. Fortunately, but we know people who have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this this particular scam was it's 
And I think they do it a lot in cities like Detroit and Chicago and places over there. Yeah. Um, but they, they have this guy pretending that he's blind. And so he'll go out in the middle of the road and just kind of use his clicker. And so these people will stop their car and jump out to, to help them. And then whoever this guy's with, jump in the car and take it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Super nice. Not nice for that person. Wow. So Does that happen to the day? No, no, they'll do they'll do it at night. When I mean like to this day, like Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's something that so so if you see that, don't get out of your car. <laughs> yeah, let if, the let the blind dude just <laughs> No. <laughs> Because they could be blind. They could be. But just don't get out of your car. Lower your window and say, hey, what's up, man? Like, what are, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Or if you get out of your car, take... Oh, that's dangerous, though, because what if they have a gun and stuff? Just, yeah, you know what? Just leave them. Yeah. <laughs> say good luck, blind guy. Yeah. Good luck, dude. <laughs> but then they get a little more intricate with these online things. And we talked about yeah. how they used to do a lot of Craigslist. Yeah. So, and people are kind of done with craigslist but now the big thing is to do facebook scams that's really annoying because i sell a lot of stuff on facebook and instantly i get hey is this still available yep and i dumb dumb me is like yeah somebody i just posted and somebody saw this already and it's <laughs> 10 seconds later yeah and so watch out for that if they're if people are looking for some personal information they're more likely than not a scammer. So on yeah. on Facebook spe- specifically, because I'm pretty familiar with it, if they ask for a phone number, if they ask for an email address or something personal like that, they're a scammer. Um, nobody on Facebook was going to ask you for that stuff. They're going to say, if they're real, they're going to say, okay, I'm interested. Like I can stop by whatever time. Okay. I can, I can, I'll give you my address when, when I'm about to head out or when I, you know, can give me your address when I'm about to head out. Perfect. That's a normal conversation with an actual human being. (laughs) But if they're say, Oh no, I need your email. Oh, I need your phone number. I need this. I need that. I need a check. I need, you know, and these are my favorite. And they say, Oh, I'm actually out of town, but my son-in-law is going to come by and pick it up tomorrow. (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, you know, if they they ask you to download anything mm-hmm. to your computer or to your phone, or if they ask you to get a prepaid debit card, they ask you to do either of those two things, it's 100% going to be a scam. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's tough ones to find too, on, or tough ones to spot online where somebody sends you a message. And then you open it, and that's the scam. So, oh, what? No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, sometimes you'll see people getting hacked on their Facebook, and they say, hey, look at this. Yep. Oh, man, look at, you know, look what I found. Look what happened to this. I can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one. Dude. I can't believe you would say this about me. <laughs> what yeah. did I say? Yeah, then, don't open If you don't yeah. talk to this person, don't open it. Because nobody's going to message you out of the blue for saying something like that. It's a scam. And there's a good one. It's like, I know someone who's, but there's the ones that someone tells someone like, hey, make a video of yourself saying, 
I turned this amount of money into this amount of money with help from this person. And people are dumb enough to do it because they think they're going to pay them. And then they end up putting that on their whatever social media. Oh, no. And they eventually get hacked. I don't know. Yeah. But at first, it's just kind of like you know that they fell for it to the mm-hmm. point that they recorded themselves. Yeah. To. Yeah. If, if something's too good to be true, a fast way to make money, it's a scam. They're not going to pay you. They're going to take your money or they're going to take personal information. There's, there's sites where you click. So link these links, they'll open up like a video. And then the person who sent the link can see your browser. So yeah. they're not necessarily taking any, any information right there and then, but you open up your browser you open up your bank account, you open up your whatever, then they have information for that. And they can see, they can see your passwords. So they'll send you another link to say, Hey, you have to log into this thing with, with your Gmail account. And it's obviously a fake Gmail account or a Gmail page. And that's the kind of stuff you can look out for is if it ends in.com or if it ends in whatever, because Gmail will end in dot Gmail or gmail.com or something yeah but there's some some that that will end in something different like that remember that guy that i was telling you about a few months ago that tried to scam me from venmo oh yeah yeah so so this is a good a good example where this guy said hey i'll send you the money like here through venmo here's the confirmation everything seemed pretty lit like this was a little bit more intricate but he said i sent you the 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 email so you should get the link and so then you can send me the, the camera. I was selling a camera. Um, and I said, okay, I got the email, but this looks kind of suspicious because <laughs> it said at Venmo.gmail. And I thought, huh, I don't think Venmo would have a Gmail. <laughs> so I looked, at, I looked it up. I did a little bit more digging, and Venmo said something along the lines of, all of our sites, all of our, all of Venmo's things that we'll send you will end in dot Venmo. So anything that doesn't end in dot Venmo is not from us. Yeah. So this guy put Venmo dot at dot Venmo at gmail.com. So I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. That's interesting. I've heard because people use PayPal to do it a lot, you know? Yeah. I I guess I never thought about it, but Venmo, it's got to work the same way. Yeah. Freaking stupid people. Um, there's also other ones that say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a Nigerian prince. And I'm yep, I was just going to say that one too. Yeah. <laughs> give me a hundred dollars and I'll give you a hundred million dollars yeah. in a week. <laughs> yeah. So I had a friend, I'm not going to name him. I'm going to send this link to him and he's going to know exactly who he is. <laughs> but I had a friend who fell for this and he even told me, Hey, there, there's this guy that's interested in my phone. He said he's like some Nigerian prince or something. And I'm like, you know that's a scam, right? And he sent it already. He had sent it. And oh, I'm he like, sent what? What did he, he send? S- his phone, like in the mail. Yeah. And so I'm like, bro, you just lost it. <laughs> he's like, nah, he'll pay me. He'll pay me. <laughs> and a few weeks later, he's like, yeah, you were right. It was a scam. <laughs> but he got his phone back. I don't know if the address was wrong or something, but he they sent it back. That's lucky. Yeah. Some people don't get lucky. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. Funny. I'm not. I'm not gonna call him out because that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know someone else that fell for something like that. There's another one, and this one I don't really blame him. 
again, I'm not going to name who it is, but they fell for an IRS one. Who? Are we thinking the same person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they fell for an IRS because they say, hey, like, you still owe a ton of money in taxes. Uh, you need to yeah. pay. You need to pay up right now, or we're gonna send the police over. And that's a scary one. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was probably gets the most. So, so in that situation, if it's real, I would rather the cops show up and oh, explain. Yeah. Hey, okay, I understand. I thought it was a scam. Let's figure this out. IRS isn't gonna send cops like to your exactly. work, you know. Exactly. So, like, yeah. And they, that person, they also in that situation, they would say, "You need to go to the to the supermarket." And get fifteen different prepaid debit cards and load a hundred dollars onto each of them, oh, and that's how you're going to pay us because, you know, we're the IRS and you got to pay us through this for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they send you a letter. The IRS yeah. <laughs> will probably send you a letter and then say, "Hey, this is your account. You can create an, an account for this or whatever, or use your. I mean, even that is kind of sketchy. Your social security number. Yeah, but, um. They'd figure out a way. Yeah, for sure. And I told you the other day, I was watching some kind of just vigilante guys. Yeah. That, yeah, oh, they just right. they just help people who are getting scammed. And so, yeah, they just, they say, like, if you have, if anything is going on like that, like, you know, talk to the bank. If there's a charge that you don't recognize or, like, you didn't make, just call your bank first and don't respond to anybody who's sending you whatever from mm-hmm. paypal because it's probably not them yeah and don't give your password information to anybody yeah that was another thing they say too like, don't ever put your password in anywhere except for the one place you log in yeah. to your email yeah exactly nowhere else ever. there's there's no reason to re-log into something unless you specifically go to that um that primary site so if you go to like facebook and you go and log in, perfect. But if you go to a different website and then it says, hey, Facebook wants to log in or you need to sign in through Facebook, yeah. that's going to start getting kind of sketchy. Which that happens all the time too, yeah. though. Like, And it's so easy to just be like, oh, yeah, I'll log in. Yeah. Which yeah, it happens so much, yeah. you know. So be careful with that. There's also websites online because sometimes I, I don't trust certain websites or I don't know anything about them. So I want to make a purchase, but I don't know if it's legit or not. So there's other websites that you can Google um, that will tell you, hey, these are legit or these are kind of sketchy. Stay away from these websites. The sites themselves? Yeah, yeah. So they'll say, for example, like there was a, a gaming site that I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is like legit or not or if they're going to take all my money if I put in my credit card information. Is it somewhere you buy games from? Like, yeah, yeah. Like a download or like a physical copy? Like physical copies. So I looked it up on on this other site and they say yeah this particular website is very it's 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 pretty safe so and then you see reviews from people like yeah you know and then it'll give you it'll give it a percentage or something of how safe it can be so smart to look it up yeah so you can always do that as well if you have any doubts yeah scary stuff man it is i think the ah man when i was i was probably like 12 years old when flip actually yeah maybe 13 12 or 13 mm-hmm. you know everyone wanted to the flip phones were new you know big mm-hmm. deal and i bought one off ebay for 50 bucks and i was so stoked about it and when it got there it was one of the model phones that you <gasps> see in the place it's oh, all plastic no. with just a sticker on the screen <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah you got i was scammed, so mad 
You know what? I was scammed once when I was little too. Now that you mentioned that, do you ever play RuneScape? No, but I know about it. So I got scammed out of my account because <laughs> said, we'll give you a million gold. And so I was stupid enough to give him my password. Really? Is that big money in RuneScape? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're, did your whole thing get deleted? Well, they just took it. And so someone has it, it now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they don't use it anymore. <laughs> but at the time, I was so sad, dude. And I told my mom, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I can't do, I can't do anything. I mean, it was a free account. Like, it wasn't like they took any any actual But you worked currency. on it to get yeah, whatever you had in the I game, was, right? I was probably like nine. Yeah. But that was a valuable lesson for me because I started a new account and I said, F everybody, <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm playing on my own. Oh, man. So ever since then, I think I, I learned not to trust anybody online. Uh, it's just funny. Hilarious, dude. Because mm. <laughs> you're nine years old and, <laughs> and I got scammed. What a jerk. It just seems to be so much worse at nine years old. Yeah. Everything's so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Intensifies 10 times. Uh huh. <laughs> It's messed up, man. Yeah. It's funny to me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> little nine-year-old me getting scammed out of my account. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom just being like, I can't do anything. Yeah, Sorry. She, she felt pretty bad about it because I was really sad. But my next account, I, I, I just, I knew how, what to do now. So it's like I had done everything up to that point. So I was like, oh, I know exactly what to do. I play this way, play that way. Because every time, you, the, the second time you, you do a playthrough on any game, you know, you know exactly what to do. Yeah, you have way more experience. Was RuneScape like that? Like it was all. It's like open world, but you know where to where to go to find certain things. Like is other people playing there too? Like is it a yeah. live game? That's not yeah. Okay. So there's a live game, but you have quests, and so well, is that like one of the first live games? No, no. They had World of Warcraft and all those other ones. EverQuest and I thought World of Warcraft was after RuneScape. No. Yeah. So I never really played any of them. So They're pretty know. fun. You'd probably like RuneScape. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty mellow. It's pretty mellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I They still have it. They canceled it. They they took all the servers out, and then they re, redid it a few years ago. Is it better now? It's the same. Same thing? <laughs> like, the graphics are, like, a tiny bit better. Because I, I think they just try to keep the, that gameplay the same. Um, it's and it's a little different. Like the starting point is different. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna be playing it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You don't have to. I just thought it was something entertaining to mention. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry you lost your RuneScape account. Yeah, though. thanks. Appreciate it, man. That was <laughs> that was 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, that idiot. He'll probably listen to this one 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 day. Like, hey, yeah. that was me. <laughs> I'll probably listen to it 10 minutes after we post it. Nah. But, yeah, after that, I, I realized you have to you have to keep your password safe. Yeah. The only other person that knows my password is my wife. And that's for um, just security reasons. Do you have, like, 100 different passwords for everything? Or do you normally yeah. try and use... Yeah, I have, I have different passwords for... I have... <sighs> Oh gosh, <laughs> um, I have at least eight passwords that I go that I recycle through. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, and I I have them all written down. You do somewhere yeah, safe. Yeah, because I I don't remember. Yeah, just because there's different emails to different passwords to different accounts. Yeah. So 
I, so my my thing is, if I can't remember it, how's somebody gonna hack into it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I always try to keep mine the same, but then it gets to the point. You know, it used to be simple, so I always use the same one for everything, and then it's like, oh, you need to use one capital, capital letter, letters, yeah, yeah, or or one uh, special character, yeah. yeah. So you start changing it a little bit, yeah, and then eventually it all just gets lost, like. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they go, I can't remember my password. So I go to change it. You can't use any old passwords that you use. Yeah. Like, Bro. <laughs> so that's how new passwords are created. And then I have to write it down again. Yeah. So annoying, dude. Just trying to keep us safe. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, there's just so many. I recently just changed my Amazon account, my email, because I had my email before my mission. So I had an old email account that i i don't even open what was it through it was like at aol.com hotmail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was through hotmail so I, I have to change this because i'm not getting any notifications on my email I'm, i don't know anything about it so and then i have a lot of amazon prime games on there oh yeah so prime prime does this cool thing where it gives you free games every month uh and some of them are really really good so do you have to have a pc no I mean, I guess to play some of them, yeah. Huh. Uh, or Xbox or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't... It just depends on the game. But and you have to have Amazon Prime. Yeah, which I got Amazon Prime and I have the thing on the PlayStation 4. You might be able to get some on there. Yeah. I've never looked into it. But... Uh, I haven't yeah. either. Yeah, check just, it out. just on PC. I've only looked it on, on PC. But I, so, I thought I'm not getting any notifications of the games I buy either or I get either. So I had just had to do all this process, change my passwords, and go to my old account. I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I know this password. Yeah. So I just had to guess. And after changing like, emails on one account, yeah, that's a big deal. And after five, after four or five, it'll lock you out. <laughs> yeah. so that's really annoying. Yeah, but whatever, dude. I don't yeah. know. Don't get scammed. Yeah, that's it's sad. Sad business. Come yeah. talk to us if you if you're um, not sure if it's yeah. a scam or not. Yeah, come hire us. I, I'm trying to think of other ones that I've heard. It's just mostly those online. It happened to my mom once, and she almost fell for it. But like, I can't remember exactly what happened. Yeah, just just ask questions. Honestly, this last time I put something online on Facebook to sell. I kept out. I kept putting scam question mark, scam question mark. You would put that, yeah. Like when you posted something, or well, if somebody messaged me. Oh, you you just ask them, yeah. Like at every time they message you, uh, message you, or just I would look at their profile picture, yeah, or their profiles, yeah. and if it's if it's oh, this person just added a picture twelve minutes ago. Yeah, it seems or, fishy. Yeah, then why you, are you yeah. just creating a an account 12 minutes ago and then asking that you're interested in this. What is their goal right then at that point? Like I, they're just trying to get money from you. Yeah. So, so they'll but get, but if they're, if they're, if you post something that you're trying selling. to sell. Yeah. And then they hit you up. Well, it's kind of like the IRS thing where they want you to put some money or they'll, they'll say that they're, um, that they'll pay you. Oh, Oh yeah, I sent you the money, so you can send me the the item now. Yeah, I wonder how often people fall for that. Probably one. Probably pretty often, like my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'll send you the money and you just got to send me the phone. Yeah, don't do that, guys. Yeah. Like you, you so so if you're selling something too, I want to mention this, you need to get your payment first. That's how things work. You don't go to the store and get your goods first and then you pay when you <laughs> feel like it. So if you're selling something, you <laughs> need to get paid first. Yeah. So, good advice. Yeah. And if it's on Facebook, it, you're more you're better off doing it in person. It's harder to tell if yeah. somebody's real online. Yeah, for sure. Because you can sell your own stuff on Amazon, huh? Yeah. But again, you have to pay before you send it. Yeah. You you don't receive your Amazon goods and then, oh, yeah, I'm going to log on and pay for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Guess that you're right. That wouldn't work that way. <laughs> That we were kind of scared about our dog, our first dog, because of that, because we got it from a breeder in Ohio. And oh, did they ship it here on a plane? Yeah. Oh. And so we, th- we thought, what if it's a scam? What if this guy's like has his whole website and he's got all these puppy pictures and then we pay him $2,500 and then, oh, just kidding. There's no dog. Whoa. So we were kind of scared. So my wife called and she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, kind of nervous about this. We were thinking maybe we could pay half and then pay the half when we get them. And then he was like, oh, no, like, I'm really sorry. He kind of explained what I'm telling you where you have to get the good or you have to pay first and then get yeah. the goods. And then he goes, well, I can give you some numbers of some people that have worked through us or that have gotten dogs oh, from cool. us. So you can call them. So like reviews and kind of things. And so she did. So everybody's like, oh, no, they're great. They're awesome. And then I I didn't tell her, but I'm like, what if they're in on it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a scheme. Yeah, but it was. It was, it, was all, it was all good. We got our dog later. Oh, man. That's wild. You got him from Ohio? Mm-hmm. He was so scared. Dude, yeah. I used to work at the airport, and we'd put animals on planes. Mm-hmm. Do you put them in with the luggage? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's I mean, you know, you got to make sure everything's pretty secure, yeah. but... Yeah. <laughs> just seeing the dog sliding all over the place. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely happened. And, <laughs> oh, and no. And they're always just yapping, like freaking out. They're yeah, so scared. Of course. So scared. And it's so loud. Yeah, just the airplane just. You're telling me you were working over there and you're almost going deaf, right? Yeah, dude. It happens. Going to be like, like Nick. some of the old guys. That <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nick. <laughs> You rule, Nick. He's going to hate us after these episodes, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, this old guy? Oh, yeah. Just kind of old guys that have worked in the airline that still work there, you know? Like, oh, yeah. out on the ramp. Deaf. Like, completely? Yeah. Not completely, but, like, you got to <laughs> talk loud, you know? Don't they wear ear protection? Yeah, but, I mean. It still yeah. doesn't help? After years of doing it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess not. These dudes were deaf. Maybe something else happened. Dang. That was crazy because we'd, we'd put like, we put bodies on the plane. What do you mean? In a coffin in a box. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It was kind of weird because you're in a, in like the pit of an airplane underneath and yeah. it's like, there's a, like, it's not that big down right, there. Right, right. And there's a coffin, which is, it's a lot bigger than you. And you're well, just kind of like, dead person in there. Dead guy in there. Yeah. And he's got to climb over it because... Otherwise, it'll trap you in there. <laughs> it could happen. I heard stories of people falling asleep in the... Because yeah, when you load yeah, it... Yeah. yeah. It just stories. takes forever. 
Yeah, like it goes up the thing and you got to stack it all, yeah, right? I've, I've in, seen a video of it and the guy like stacks it like Yeah, you got to do like it. a tube. Uh-huh. Yeah. Depending on, yeah, how depending on a lot of stuff, luggage and you everything. You used to do that stuff? Yeah. Oof. Dude, it, dude, it was awesome. Oh, you It was great, it? yeah. Why'd you I Loved it? it. It was 2020 and I worked like two hours a week. What? During COVID. That sucks. Yeah. You wouldn't go back? I would. Oh. I totally would. Maybe, huh? because no. <laughs> our current job sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not that bad it's I, I i feel like it'd be better if we had more people i don't know if yeah dude i don't know at least more trained people because those 15 year olds man <laughs> it's rough to work around them <laughs> it's just hard to train people on when they don't know anything yeah. And it's just like you're trying to help and you're trying to train. But you're used to people that know what they're doing. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to, to do to go from that to oh I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. You gotta be patient. Yeah. I've been I feel like I've been less patient as I've gotten older. I'm getting like one of those old cranky people. <laughs> you like, think so? Yeah. I'll probably be like that later. I'm gonna be like um Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. <laughs> Just brown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you like that movie? I, I do like I, that movie. I think we talked about that a few weeks ago. I like that movie. It's pretty rough, man. That's one way to go. Oh, he dies at the end? Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler, he dies at the end. <laughs> He's like 95 years old. Got a light. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to watch that mule one. You, I think you'll like I it. I heard it was bad. I heard it was just. I think you'll like it. A bad movie. Did you? Did someone tell you that, or did you like read that somewhere? I heard it somewhere. I don't remember where. Uh, Probably on YouTube. I think you would like it. Okay. I just like Clint Eastwood though. Where is? Where'd you watch it? I saw it in the theaters, but it's, it's got to be on something. Yeah, I don't have everything, yeah. like some people do. Yeah. See, <laughs> I don't know how people have that. I think it's more. I don't know anybody who has like. Pays for every, I don't know if you bought all of that yourself. So I know people who are like, oh yeah, my uncle has. Oh yeah. Netflix logins from, you know, my cousin Greg. I should open up a Netflix account and just sell it to people. <laughs> Dude. Probably illegal, huh? <laughs> just kidding. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, because we only have one screen, but it's almost like ten bucks a month. It's for Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, and Amazon Prime. It's a, that You can watch all the Prime videos. Stuff yeah, like that. we yeah. didn't get Prime because of that. We got Prime because for ordering yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just saying that. Well, my wife got it as a free trial and then never let it go. <laughs> I do. I bet that so many people do that. <sighs> oh, free okay, two-day fine. shipping for a month? It I'll is just cool. cancel it. It is cool. And then they just never cancel it, though? Yeah, it is nice, though, because you get things pretty quick. I know, yeah. Sometimes I've gotten things the next day. Yeah, I, recently I have. Yeah, it's a insane. lot of times you nice. get it the next day, and even like you order it on a Saturday, you get it a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, that sucks, but well, that sucks for them, but cool for me. <laughs> well, I was yeah. talking to somebody, and I I told them it's it's crazy how now we have that we have that available to us, and we live like kings. And yeah. you go back in in time, before say nineteen eighty. 
and you could never you could never have that lifestyle for you to never have to leave your home and get whatever you wanted at your doorstep that's the life of a king for sure yeah <laughs> and now you can get food delivered to you you can get toilet paper delivered to you yeah anything TVs, anything at all yeah everything at the push of a button or the click of a button and the touch of a screen yeah dude that's I feel like a lot of that stuff became, I don't know. Did you notice that happening a lot before COVID? Uh, Yeah, not as much, but yeah. But then it just kind of. Oh, yeah. Amazon stocks grew like crazy yeah. because of COVID. Well, a lot of people couldn't leave their homes, so might as well. Yeah. I just never really knew about it before then, you know, like people yeah, ordering groceries being delivered to their yeah. house. I never heard of that before COVID. I actually worked at a at a local place that did that. They get organic food and was it here? Yeah, and uh, they deliver it to people in their homes. Did you deliver it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Who was like, who was most of the people who would order? Old people. Yeah, yeah, most of them. There was a few younger people, but they were probably most. I mean, a lot of a lot of these people made a lot of money. Yeah. So it was mostly people who don't have time to go to shopping. <laughs> yeah, right. It's for peasants. <laughs> Shopping's for peasants. And they probably had their own personal chef or something. Nah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it was just a lot of basic foods. Lettuce and tomatoes and potatoes and things like that. Was it expensive for them to do that? Oh, like, yeah. 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 Like five times as much as just going and getting it yourself or what? I don't know if five times. So... So they had, from what I recall, I didn't take care of the box of organizing the boxes, but they had like a, like a small variety box, or like a fruit box, or a vegetable box, or a large variety box, and so they all had different prices. Or you could get some of those, and then specific items that th- that were available, and that jacked up the price. So from from what I can remember from the sheets that I had, <laughs> I think a small variety box was like twenty seven bucks. For small, yeah, and they were they were all the same size boxes, but they just fit different stuff in it. Yeah, but some people would order like three or four boxes of food and three or four gallons of milk, and this is organic, like expensive milk, man. <laughs> like the like a raw gallon of milk, so they have the whole two percent, one percent, and raw, which is just uh, pasteurized, straight out of the udder. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think it's just straight out of the udder. I is don't it? even know if it's pasteurized. I don't know what all that means. I know there's a so, lot of nasty so, stuff when it comes straight out of the udder. So pasteurized milk is they, they put some stuff in the milk. Oh, that freaking dog is still barking. <laughs> they put some stuff in the in the milk to kill the bad bacteria. Yeah. And then homogenized is when mm. they mix it so it doesn't separate. So most of the organic milk isn't homogenized, so it separates. So you have to shake it. Oh, so the cream goes to the top, and a lot of people don't like that. The cream goes to the top, and that kind of grosses a lot of people out. Yeah. A lot of Americans. <laughs> <laughs> French people love it. Uh, a lot of a lot of people outside of the United States love that stuff. Yeah. Um, cheese, and man. they make it to cheese and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So the raw milk is just straight. I don't think it's pasteurized. Actually, I, it might be, because I think it, it's illegal to not pasteurize milk. <laughs> <laughs> So they're probably pasteurized, but everything else is non-homogenized, so it's not mixed. 
So everything just separates. But if you go to the grocery store to say Whole Foods, I'm going to call them out right now. And like half a gallon of raw milk is probably like six or seven dollars. Half a gallon? Half a gallon. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I haven't been drinking like milk from a cow in a long time. Anyway. Like, drinking from something else? Like a horse? Yeah. <laughs> full, I drink like almond milk. Going full jackass on us. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't mind almond milk. I don't like to substitute it for other milk. For, for cow milk, like in cereal. Because yeah, all, that... all it is is distilled water with almonds in it. Yeah. And so it kind of grosses me I out. I get to like sweetened vanilla ones. Yeah, so it's I don't like... like those, dude. But that's the only thing I really ever have milk in is cereal. Or like, I, don't, I can't really think of any other instance where I would just drink a glass of milk. What about your Crustables? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My secret recipe. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I don't have a glass of milk. I just get it out of the fridge and swig it. Yeah, that's what? how I, that's yeah. how I drink it. Yeah, with Oreos. Yeah, there's too much peanut butter in Bro, my mouth. I gotta stop eating garbage like that. <laughs> we'll talk about the keto stuff next week. Yeah, because because I'm interested in that. Yeah. I I, I want to talk about it, but I want to research a little bit more of what how much carbs things have. Because just yesterday I went grocery shopping and things have so many carbohydrates. It's insane. And same with sugar. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I definitely want to hear about it because obviously I don't need to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> but maybe later in life I will need to do it. Yeah, maybe. Are your parents pretty pretty slim, your grandparents? Um, No. Everyone's pretty. My mom was slim as a kid. I, I don't know. They're all over 50 now. So, I mean, they're. They're pretty hefty. Yeah. Pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty slim. Yeah. My brothers are finely built. I mean, <laughs> not as skinny as me. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah I got to lose some weight. I gained it all on my mission. Yeah? Not all of it. I, I gained quite a bit, and then I gained 15 pounds over the course of probably like six years. Was that picture you showed me? Was that the beginning or the end of that your mission? the beginning. Okay. Pretty so I was going like to say, that one, I remember that, that picture. Right there, that was right before my mission. That was mission pictures. Yeah. I was 19 there, 140 pounds. I'm going to need a copy of that photo. 60 man. years ago. Or 60 years. 60 pounds. years ago. 60 pounds. I was thinking six years, 60 pounds, 60 pounds ago. Six years, 60 pounds? Uh, I gained, I gained, how much did I gain? I gained 15 pounds in one month. So I was 155 when I left the MTC, the Mission Training Center. Yeah. And then I was 100 and I want to say I was 180 when I finished my mission. Like, did you just check that yourself or do you have to like? Yeah, I checked it myself. Yeah. After what? I don't know. I just like make sure you're healthy. Like after your mission that you're not like. They don't care. What if you like do go overseas? They'll they check every missionary before the mission uh-huh. to make sure you can go or that you're healthy enough yeah but afterwards they don't care really <laughs> yeah like they don't you could have brought something back and they just yeah i'm sure they check you but um nothing crazy i just went to vegas so they didn't care yeah but yeah i'm sure they check you before you have to come back because if you live there for two years yeah you might catch something yeah that's what i mean but yeah because i had some friends that went to angola and south africa africa and the congo 
Man. Those are all recorded, dude. They're crazy. Yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> listen to those. Um, but yeah, aside from that, no, I, I just gained a lot of weight. And I, I was on I was on bicycle for the first half of my mission. Yeah. And I still gained 20 pounds. Was there like something, did you, like something certain you'd eat a lot? Or like, did you, what were meals like? Pizza and pasta. Yeah. Carbs and carbs and carbs. A lot of, those, there's a lot of the American diet. Pizza, pasta, potatoes, meat. There's, I, I realized that a lot of, there was just a lot of variety of meat and potatoes yeah. in the American cuisine. Because growing up, yeah. and I don't know if I've told you this before, but growing up, I never really had American meals. So well, I had school lunches, which were like pizza and burgers and whatever. Yeah, the most I mean, American as it yeah. gets are there. <laughs> but but they, weren't, they weren't like gourmet stuff. Like it was just, here's a thought out burger that we put in the microwave or in the conventional <laughs> oven for a few minutes. And here's like that, that square pizza with a square pepperoni. Yeah, <laughs> Galaxy pizza or something. <laughs> yeah, so I'd have that. But as far as home-cooked American food, home-cooked American meals, I didn't really have until I got in trouble because uh, that's what they fed us in, at those facilities. So mashed potatoes and gravy, chicken corn on blue, meatloaf, things like, things of the sort. I, I never grew up with that because we grew up in a, a Mexican household. So when people say, oh, we're going to go with Mexican. You're like, like, no, you're not. No, that's just food. <laughs> you know, like like the hard shell tacos. That's not Mexican, dude. <laughs> that's not even close. We don't have that. Those things don't exist. Another thing that doesn't exist in Mexico are burritos. What? Yeah, those aren't. They're they're made by Mexicans, but they're made here in, in the U.S. So it's not actually a Mexican food? Mm-mm. So you go down to Mexico. Any kind of burrito? Nope. Those don't, aren't a thing. I mean, maybe now. But from what I remember, there's like you go to order a burrito and they're like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, yeah, dang, that's crazy. That's just something for the, for the audience to know, yeah, <laughs> for whoever wow. listens and makes it this far into the episode. Yeah, <laughs> how far are we? <laughs> Probably, three, I don't know, an hour and some change. But yeah, that's just something that not it's not a thing. It's very interesting. Yeah. Like you'll probably find a pizza down there, but you won't find a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny when people say you they're like, "I went to Cancun and Cabo. <laughs> I went to Mexico." And you're like, "You didn't go to Mexico." It's true, dude. And I always use the the example of somebody outside the U.S. saying, "Yeah, I went to the United States. I went to Disneyland." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you did, but you it's yeah. not really the U.S. Yeah. It's so much more than that. I like how like it's what is up with every candy or like bag of chips, pretty much any kind of junk food Mm -hmm. that comes from not the United States is good. It's so much better. (laughs) Uh, It's just not as I don't think it's as processed or they use they use more local ingredients because products in the United States are all about efficiency and cost cost efficiency. So they don't want to put more money into a product if unless it makes them an extraordinary amount more of money they just want to do something as cheap as possible and get the most profit as possible yeah and other places outside of the u.s don't care about that they say we want to make our product as delicious as possible and make a few bucks off off of it especially in mexico yeah (laughs) so like you get the coke have you tried mexican coke no, I don't think I have. Okay, maybe I, I'll, maybe I'd be able to finish one. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you one next week. 
right. and Heck we'll try yeah. it. I'll put it in that little fridge. All right. So it's nice and cold. Um, so Mexican Coke uses cane sugar. That's what I was just gonna say. They yeah. like raw cane sugar. Cha- yeah. yeah, instead of just the corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they use here. Is corn syrup. What is like like, like you know when you get like powdered sugar? Does it not is, come from a cane? Uh yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that's just refined bleached sugar. Bleached, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Cuz it's just gran- powdered sugar is just granulated sugar just blended into powder. Like I've made powdered sugar here. Oh yeah. Cuz we didn't have any and we needed some. So I'm like gosh, I, I mean I just have powder or I just have granulated sugar. I'll just put it in the bullet. <laughs> powder, dude. <laughs> Nothing but raw sugar in Yeah. There? Well, it's not raw. Raw sugar is well, nasty. Well, it's like the little dude. rocks, right? Like little, looks like little tiny crystals. Yeah, that's raw sugar. Yeah. Granulated sugar is just white sugar, white table sugar. Yeah. So, yeah, raw sugar is nasty. It's not very sweet. So you have to refine it. And I don't, I don't know the process. Maybe we could talk about that sometime in the future, but. Yeah, so that'd be a good subject. Yeah, so like the cane sugar, and I think you asked me this if I've ever tried it. So you break it and it's just, it's just like a root. So it's like green on the outside. It's like a bamboo stick and you can break it with your knee. It's not, it's not that hard, but I don't know how they extract it. I don't know the process behind it, but if you chew on it, it's sweet, but it's just like a hard stick. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is, but it's sweet. It tastes sweet, Mm. but it's not something that's like, you can just, (laughs) it's not something you just break and you just (laughs) granulated sugar comes out of it. (laughs) I think maybe some people think that I don't, think i hope not but that's not how it works <laughs> it's just a root well maple syrup comes straight out of maple trees right yeah a to- totally different thing i guess but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind of that is kind of weird huh yeah it is they just put the things on there yeah that's that'd be a good subject too isn't dude. it isn't isn't syrup just its blood or something? How does that make? Yeah. Like I've tree sap even, or yeah. like, dude, I don't know. I've never even actually considered that. And who thought, what's this leaking out of this tree? I'm going to yeah, try it. Eat it. <laughs> Ooh, that tastes good. Man, maybe we should harvest this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never actually even thought about that. Yeah. I remember watching something about how people would just do it, you know, and then it's somehow like illegal in canada to just go take maple syrup out of a maple tree now mm-hmm. for some reason i don't know i think it'd be an interesting thing to do a little research on yeah that is weird i i know they do it a lot in vermont that's yeah. i think that's the like the capital of the united states where they <laughs> that's not a right state a sentence the capital of maple production in the united states vermont is not the capital of the united states <laughs> Oh, man. I know I look Mexican, <laughs> but I know a little bit of geography, okay? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, anything else you want to mention about scammers or child labor? <laughs> Great question. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to mention this about child labor, though. Um, that it's okay for kids to work. Just make sure that it's age appropriate. <laughs> 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 Don't make him go on into a coal mine or anything dangerous like that. Um, and what we were reading is that it's very effective to work with them. 
Um, don't tell them to go wash the dishes by themselves. Don't tell them to go um, hmm. do whatever chores by themselves. Make sure that you're doing it with them. It's good quality time to spend with your kids. Um, and something that I found very interesting was that the United States scored low on, what was it? Some productivity thing. But they scored, the kids scored low because they, their chores required them to do things for themselves, like cleaning their own room, washing their own clothes versus people that were, um, what's the word interviewed in, um, or studied in other countries, they did things for their community or for their family. So they went to go fetch water for their family or fetch food, go build a fire for their family. So they were more productive. Yeah. They were more productive and they were, I think the study was that they were happier working for their families rather than for themselves or with their families. I know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. So for anybody who has kids or is planning on having kids, keep that in mind. Keep everyone included. Everyone included. And that was something else about the child labor laws because they were, they adopted kids. Families adopted kids that they, they needed help with around the farm. Um, but then they treated them as second class members of the family. Oh, man. So they didn't treat them as equals. Like, yeah, you're part of our family. have our last name now, but you're not actually our kids. So you get to go eat over there while our family gets to eat here. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're adopted. That's messed up. it's true man no you're right i think that would be an interesting thing to dive into too Mm -hmm. i'll learn more about it i think i'm excited to hear about that we'll see we'll see what i learn next week (laughs) we'll return do you you want to do a segment of uh overrated or do you want to save that for next week overrated underrated yeah let's save it you want to save it i said we save it we got so we can hit that right out of the gate okay we'll have a segment for you guys next week on uh things that we think are overrated underrated yeah all right we'll talk more about it but i think that's a good place to end yep signing off see you guys